Have you thought about starting your own podcast? Well, if you have, then you want to download Anchor. It's the easiest way that you can make a podcast. They give you everything you need in one place, and it's absolutely for free. You can use it right from your phone or your computer. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, like on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and others. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So if you were thinking of starting your own podcast, you want to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This is Tuesday, and that means it is another day for podcasts, which means I have another guest, and my guest this, uh, my guest today is joining me from the United Kingdom. But before we get there, if you're new to the, if you're new to the show, you can tell it's been the weekend. Like I'm never fresh on a Tuesday. Like you, you would th- think I should be, but no. So if you're new to to the show. If you're joining me over on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel, like the video. If you're joining me on Facebook, please like and share. Don't keep this great information to yourself because we are going to wow you like we do every single show. So the premise of the show is about overcoming obstacles, about defying the odds, getting deep into the backstory of my guests and how they were able to amass the successes that they have today. So if that resonates with you, stick around. This is the right show for you. If it doesn't resonate with you, stick around and we'll change your mind. And if you don't know who I am, let me introduce myself. I started doing workshops and doing groups where I'm getting up in front of of others, like outside of the gym setting and talking about resilience and perseverance and goal setting and vision and taking action. You should know what one hour of your time is worth. You should know the value that you bring to the marketplace. You know what your passion is. It starts with clarity of vision. If you don't have the clarity of vision, whatever next thing you get, you're not going to see it through because you don't have the clarity of vision. So the, the point of my pain was being told you will never run or jump again all that stuff I was like you know what like I want to be able to take this even bigger if you know why you do what you do you have to know how to charge for what you do that's how you're going to change your life and that's how you're going to leave a legacy for your children and your family you gotta know your work and that's me all right so now for today's teachable moment I want you to go to a mirror and I want you to look yourself in the eyes and I want you to compliment yourself, like truly, truly compliment yourself because it's so easy for us to beat ourselves up, to talk about our shortcomings, to talk about about our failures. We don't spend enough time complimenting ourselves, the things that you do well, the things that you excel at, the things you are great at, things that maybe you're not doing that you want to be doing. Stop focusing on those positives. And then you're going to watch things shift. So as we get into the main topic today, one of the themes is going to be learning to love your business again. And that was something that I had to go through 
because those of you that watch the story on the regular, you know my journey of how I went from managing restaurants into the fitness business. Like it wasn't supposed to be. So as it grew, as it grew, I had hundreds of clients. I was making way more money than I ever thought I would, but something was still missing because again, that wasn't the game plan. And then I ended up having a nasty breakup with some business partners and just left a sour taste in my mouth. And I, I, I never resented my clients. I loved my clients. I still love my clients, but I absolutely hated the business aspect of it. And I hated that I let it do it to me. And so I had to definitely relearn to love what I was doing again and realize that even though it wasn't the plan, because fitness started out as a hobby for me, but the universe had a bigger plan for me. So they, they put me where I belonged instead of me trying to think that I should be doing here or I should be there. I was right where I needed to be. And what I needed to be successful was already in place. I just had to re-embrace it, learn to love it again. And now here we are. And so my guest today, we're going to go deeper because he is the expert. I can just share some lived experience, but he's the expert. And who is this guest? Okay, He helps business owners implement clear strategies to use their time more effectively. I know I really suck at that. And concentrating on your ideal client, getting rid of bad habits, and focusing on the bigger picture. Learn to love your business again. Please welcome to the show, Andy Gallo. Andy. Hello, Robert. Nice to be here. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. So how's life over there in the UK? It's very good. It's not bad at the moment. We are in our autumn, so it's beginning to go dark early at night. So it's four o'clock here and the sun's gone down and it's about to go dark. <laughs> so we're all getting into that habit of waking up in the dark and Yep. <laughs> you know, in the dark bits. So that's, it's a bit of a downer for a lot of people at this time of year, but it's just one of those things that we have to get used to and we get on with. So yep. just yeah. another obstacle. Yeah. Our clocks just went back this, this weekend too. So same thing here, although it's yep. 11 a.m. here, but <laughs> same, same thing. Sun starts going down at like 3, 345. I want to say there's black by five. It's never good. Never good. Yeah. <laughs> nope. But like you said, onward and upward, right? What can you do? You can't change it. So, all right. So are you originally from, from the UK? I am, yes. Um, I live about 30 minutes away from Liverpool. Um, okay. And so that's an area I've lived in all my life, yeah. Okay. That's where, where the Titanic was from, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We were built around there and, um, yeah. So okay. quite a famous history, Liverpool. So. Nice. Yeah, I was actually supposed to go to the UK. This was in... Was it was it 2020 maybe 2020 2019? The um I donated a kidney to my sister and there's a there's a a competition called the Transplant Games. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And the the World Trans Transplant Games was in Newcastle. Mm -hmm. I feel like it was 2019, but I ended up not going obviously. And so the 2020 the 2021 games this year was supposed to be in Houston, Texas. So I was like, perfect, because it's here in the States. And then here comes COVID <laughs> and took it all away. <laughs> yeah, here we go again. Yeah. Yeah, for real. How how bad was it there with uh, with like the, the shutdowns and everything? Um, it was tough. You know, a lot of people um, have faced some hard times. Um, as with all these things, I think it's the unknown. It's the biggest thing um a lot of people have had to change the way we work and the way that we do things um so yeah it's been it's been a long two years and i mean you know 
you talk to different people who've faced it in different ways. I've got clients who it's been the best two years they've ever had. I've got yeah. clients who went under. Um, it's been helping people to adapt to the online way of working. And, you know, nobody knew what Zoom was two years ago. Now it's my best friend. And, For real? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think it really is about your mindset. And, you know, if you go into it with a positive mindset and write, what can we do? Um, I lost £30,000 worth of work in three days when lockdown set in. So wow. you don't have a sulk. You sit there and you sulk and you think, this is stupid. I hate the world, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And then after a couple of days, you dust yourself off and you say, right, what we're going to do? How am I going to eat this week? And we, we come up with a new strategy, a new way of doing things. And in some ways, it's been a fantastic kick up the backside for a lot of us, I think, to, you know, to be able to speak to the rest of the world and get out there and meet more people and do more things online. So there's been some good sides of it. And yeah, there's been some bad sides, but as we as we say that, that's life, isn't it? And we have to, we just have to put up with whatever's there and we find a way through. Exactly. See, you, you said you said the key word, you know, it's all about, about the mindset. And that kind of gets gets watered down because so many people say it, like it's about the mindset, but it's true. <laughs> you know, like there's, there's no way around that. Like when when my gym got got shut down, I started the podcast. And yeah. It's like, all right, so I'm here. I have to go here. Like, there's nothing I can do with that. But it's also about not being afraid to be bold. Because mm -hmm. almost almost every other gym in Rhode Island started doing free Zoom fitness classes. And I was like, I'm still going to charge for mine. Because uh, there, there, are, there are people with home gyms that still come to me. You know, yeah. so it's, it's like they're coming to me for accountability, you know, and for motivation and inspiration, like they're still going to get that. Yeah. So just the difference is we're just not like face to face live. Like we're on, a, we're through, through a screen, but we're still live. You still get me. You still get my high energy. I, I let them borrow equipment from the gym for the people that didn't have any. And I was able to stay afloat that way because so many gyms closed because they just started doing free, free classes. Like you still have to have money coming in. There's no worth to it either. So I find as a coach, yes. if you're doing free coaching for people, they don't take it seriously enough. There's no pain in it for them. Great. And I think you know the part of the cost is that it's the pain bit for you to take it seriously, to make sure that you, yes. you do it. If it's for free, it's it's a throwaway. Um, and, and there's nothing, you know, there's no buy-in from both sides on that. So I'm yes. with you. Free is not one of my favorite words, no. And so, so many people don't understand, and and I can't even say it because, like you know, I know now twelve years later. But when I first started, I grossly undercharged for my services because, <laughs> and and so many people get into that mindset. Well, if I just charge this, then they'll come to me because it's lower. And then what? Once you realize, people are like, um, "How much do you charge for training?" Like, uh, no thanks, because then they think you're uneducated or you don't have any experience. Because people who look for it know the value. Like I'm sure if someone is seeking you out, they know this is this is a premium service. If this guy takes businesses from here to there, I'm not going to get that for 200 bucks or 200 pounds. You know, so it's not going to happen. I know my market. I know what they can afford and I work within that for them. So, yes. you know, when I speak to coaching clients, it's got to hurt a bit because yep. that's what that's what we need but it's yep. going to be affordable for you as well so it's finding that balance for people which i think is really important but you've got to believe in yourself and if you don't believe you're worth it why should anybody else and, yeah. and that the mindset again that you know the belief your belief in your product has got to be total 
and you've got to have 100% belief in what you do and, and what you can do for other people. And if they don't see that and they don't feel that, then they're never going to buy. You know, that buy-in's never going to be there. So, yes. yeah. Like, it's, it's so funny you said that. I'm working with my my 19-year-old daughter, like, just trying to get her in, in the sales. So I, I had a bunch of consultations yesterday at the gym, and I had her sit in with me on them just so she can see the process. And and I told her, I was like, you know, when you're talking with people, you're, like, like you're always going to hear people say, be humble, be humble, be humble. I was like, but in that moment, you got to be the cockiest person in the room. <laughs> it's like, it's like because, because I'm not going to give, like, if I was in a consultation with you and you told me, you know, I might be able to help you, you know, I'm okay in the community. Nope. Goodbye. <laughs> you know, like I tell them I am the one, like nobody else in this state can do what I can do. No one's going to care for you the way I care for you. And just write down, write down the list. And she saw a person after person joined in, you know, cause like you got to have that belief in yourself. Like I said in my teachable moment today, because so many people defeat themselves before they even try, you know, and that's, and especially in business, that's the kiss of death. Yeah. But all right. So, so let's talk about you for a little bit, then we'll get in, into, into the main topic. So how, how, how would you describe yourself? How would I describe me? Um, gosh, well, so do you know what? I'm, I'm quite an ordinary person. Um, I'm an introvert, which you might think is quite strange for somebody who stands on stage and does public speaking and goes and does seminars and, and training for people. But but I am. I have a close circle of friends who um, I'm very happy with. Um, and, you know, I'm a, I'm a family guy. Um, I'm a husband. I'm a, I'm a father. Uh, and that's what's important to me. It, it's my life and, and being able to run my life in the way that I want, uh, which I really like. Um, I know I shouldn't say this to a physical trainer like you, but I'm quite a lazy person. So if I can find an easy way to do it, I will. Um, and that has its good and its bad points in business. Um, but I'm very emotionally aware of myself as well. So you know, through the emotional intelligence and resilience training that I've done, I know me um, and I know how to listen to what my body's telling me and to what my brain's telling me. And I know how to adapt and to work to that. Um, so, so over the, the sort of 10 or 12 years that I've been self-employed, I've really learned to um, be in control of the business the way I, and, and run it the way I want it to run for me. Yeah. Um, so it's not for me. It's not I'm not a money orientated person. I'm not out to make millions and millions. I love helping people. Uh, you know, that's my I get the buzz out of helping people and see other people grow. And so that's, you know, that's the heart of it for me is being able to help people and being able to have the time to spend with people the way I want to spend it. Um, and, that, and that's me, really. See, for me, that's that's what I don't want to say being rich because I'm definitely not rich, but I love the fact that I control my time. Mm -hmm. That's that's what I love, because there, there are people that are very, very well off. Like case in point, I met Alicia Keys, I think it was like 12 years ago, the, the uh, singer. And as we're waiting to meet her, her itinerary was taped on the wall. And um, when I tell you, every minute of her day was mapped out from 6 a.m. to bedtime at 11.30 p.m. Every yep. single inch of her day. And I was like, <laughs> I would not want that at all. Nope. You know, that, nope. that just doesn't do it for, for me. If it works for her, God bless you. But that doesn't do it for me. I like that I can go to all the things at my kids' schools. I can do personal things. Like, I like to hike. I like obstacle races. I'm still an athlete. 
and I have the time to do whatever it is I want to do, you know, and to me, that means more that obviously you need money to pay, pay the bills and to have an impact in the community, but being able to control my time, that's, that's everything. I think it makes you rich. Time rich, I think, is a fantastic thing, you know, and if yeah. you have that control over it and you can do the things that you want, then for me, that, that's a happy person. Yeah. See, and you hit the nail on the head, too, about helping people, because like some of the people I work because because uh, I do I do biz- I don't want to call it consulting, but like I, I help people with their marketing and branding and business as well. And so, so, so many people don't understand the concept of marketing. And it's like, okay, yeah, your, your product is important, but who are you selling to? You know, like, do you find that in your, your travels that people like, they, they don't have their avatars to find at all. I get, one of the things I always get people to do is to tune in to WIIFM. What's in it for me? Yeah. And it's not about what you're selling. Nobody gives a toss what you do and what you're selling. All they're interested in is what it does for them. And until you can explain to somebody what it's going to do for them, you've got nothing. You've got absolutely nothing. So one of the biggest things I do with clients is I teach them to listen. I teach them to understand different people. I teach them to make sure that they get all the information they need off people before they start talking. Uh, And that way life becomes so much easier. Yeah. It's true. And and that's true. And, pretty much any industry because again when i was uh, working with my daughter yes i told her i said you know where i train at i was an eleven thousand square foot facility i said but we go in in a little you know 10 by 10 office and we pick their brains it's like right so why are you here what are your goals you know there's this ten dollar a month gyms out there why are you coming to me and i want to get all that information before i ever talk about what i do before i ever show them the gym just like and you used the words earlier, emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. You know, so like I want to connect with them on an emotional level. Because mm-hmm. if they say something, I could be like, you know what? I dealt with that because I, I was overweight one time in my life. But that's all I need, one time. So if someone comes in and they want to lose weight, I can connect with them because I've been through that journey. You know, so by talking to them first, find out what their struggles are. Or if it, if you're some a business that sells physical products, you're gonna find out what do you need. Yeah. You know, what do you need? And then you're able to steer the conversation. right. But so many people want to jump right into the sale. You know, and it's like um, I had somebody inbox me. I think it was on LinkedIn, I want to say, sent me this big, long thing about their business and how they can help me and all the stuff. And I wrote back, I don't even know you. <laughs> <laughs> that was all I said. Like, you could have just started with, hi, hi, Rob, nice to meet you. And I probably would have engaged with you. Yeah. But you just regurgitated everything that you do. Like, how do you even know what I do? Yeah. <laughs> you know? so, it's yeah. right. You know, the basics is, is still the same. Whether you work on the Internet, whether you work face to face or whatever it is, people buy from people. Yes. People buy from people they trust and that they've got to like. Yep. And, you know, yes, we make an instant decision on, on somebody within five seconds of meeting them. Well. But what we can, what we then to do then is we reinforce that as 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 the discussion goes on. So if it's somebody you don't like, you'll be picking up on things you don't like. Yeah. If it's somebody that you like, you'll you'll let go, you'll relax, and you'll get into the conversation. So the first thing we do before we do anything with people is get them to relax and to like us. Otherwise, we're wasting our time again. So yeah, you know, it's all the basic things, isn't it? That and I get it. <clears throat> Some sales. Salespeople are excited. They, they, they love what they've got. They think they've got a good product that's going to yeah. change the world and help everyone. And they just 
overdo themselves. They just get too excited with it. But you've just got to rein back and remember it's not about you. It's not about you. It's all about the customer, you know, and you've got to put them first. Yes. Like I help people write, write keynote speeches as well. Well, just speeches in general. And that's one of the big things trying to get people to, to convey when they're talking about their stories that, Oh, I should put this in. Oh, I should put that in. I said, Oh, I should, I should put that in. I was like, yeah, but you're talking all about you. It's like, what, what <laughs> do you want the audience to, to take away from your speech? It's like, yeah. what do you want them to get? How do you want them to receive it? And then you, then you insert that information. Cause I know when I get up on stage, I'm going to take them through all five senses. You know, mm-hmm. all, all the five points, like they're going to laugh at some point. They're going to cry. Like when I talk about donating, donating the kidney to my sister or the passing of my father or my other sister having a brain aneurysm burst, like those are three powerful stories and it moves them to tears every single time. But then I also have stories of me being an absolute <laughs> fool, which is going to make them laugh. And then when I talk about when I had my knee injury in 2009, they're, they're going to get that that shock factor because it was a horrific injury you know but but at the end of that speech like they've they've been on a total whirlwind you know and and like i said to to script out a speech like that it just doesn't work for me you know because like as i go through they feel every step of what i'm saying you know so when i'm helping people with that that's how i help them to deliver their message because it has to be audience <clears throat> audience centered. It's like I don't tell my story just say, oh wow, Rob's been through a lot. It's like, no, there's teachable moments with each part of this story that the audience is gonna take take away. So I yeah. want to assume it's that same premise when you're sitting down with your with your clients that like how do you how do you how does your process work? Put it that way. Um, my, my process is client-led. It really depends on the clients and what their needs are. So, yeah. so if it's one-to-one coaching with somebody, then it's about getting to know each other. It's about me getting to know their learning style and their story and where they're from and why. what's their why. You know, yeah. so why are they doing what they do? What's what's that thing behind them? It's getting really into their values and understanding their values in life uh, and what it is they want to deliver and what it is they want from life. Because you can't presume you know what somebody wants. I can't presume that everybody in business wants to be a millionaire, that everybody in business wants to have thousands of clients or whatever it is. Yeah. People are in business for different reasons. And, and I work with a lot of sole traders and small business owners. So often it, it's it's what they do. It's the, they love what they do. Uh, and, and, and the problem is, like you said at the start, they fell out of love with it because you know, they went into business because they wanted more time to spend with friends and family. And suddenly they're working an 80 hour week and can't understand what happened. And the business is controlling them. And they've lost control of the business. And it's just because they're not very good at doing the sales and the marketing and all that side of stuff. But they're brilliant at doing what they do. So so for me, it's getting that understanding of where things are beginning to fall down a bit. And then we look at the processes that we can put in place to make things happen. Um, and it's not rocket science. It's it's understanding people. It's understanding what their product does for the people. What are the five benefits of your product? Being able to put those across to people, being able to sit back and say, well, guys, I'm this personality type and they're that personality type. Therefore, I need to adapt to them and I need to do this for them and I need to do that for them. And so we just build the processes up bit by bit and it's just a gradual step movement then. Um, and then if I'm doing training for businesses, then, you know, we get the team together. And so what we're trying to do then is talk, 
get everybody to look at things from an individual point of view. So what are their personal goals? What do they want out of the business? And what happens when everyone puts everything into the business? What does the business get out of it? And so we're looking again at their individual stories, but we're looking at the story of the business and where it wants to be and how it's going to get there. And does everybody understand the values and the goals and the mission of the business and making sure everyone has a part to play within that and everybody understands their their part within that as well. So so it's, it's two slightly different ways of working, but, but, you know, the building blocks are always the same. Mm-hmm. All right. So when you're talking about getting people to understand their brand story or the, or the, the story of their business, do you mm-hmm. find, do you find people struggle with that? Yeah. Big, big style. Yeah. Um, because you don't think about it. Uh, one of the things about having a business coach is it gives you time to think about the business rather than being in it. Yeah. Um, so I often can I tell you a quick story. Absolutely. I like a quick story. So <laughs> I, one of my networking or things is, is about the, the two fellows who are walking in the woods, and they come to a clearing, and in the clearing is a big hole, and one of them gets curious as well how deep that is, and he throws a stone in, and there's no sound. He thinks, oh, it must be quite deep. Let's find something else. So they throw a boulder in and they listen and there's still no sound. And he says, right, quick, find something else, find something else. And they find this big railway sleeper and, and they pick it up between themselves and they throw the railway sleeper in and they're listening out for a sound. But the sound comes from behind them and they hear it. Nah! And as they turn around, there's a goat and this goat's coming towards them really, really fast, jumps over them and straight down the hole. They both look at each other. Well, what happened? What was that? And the next minute, a farmer comes into the clearing and says, excuse me, guys, but you haven't seen a goat, have you? And he goes, you wouldn't believe it, but a goat's just come running in and jumped straight over us and down the hole. And he goes, oh, no, that can't be mine. Mine's attached to a railway sleeper. Oh, no. Funny story, but the, the point of the story is, even though those two guys were right in the heart of the story, they didn't really know what was going on. He didn't really understand what was happening around him. And that's what happens to people in business. When you're running your own business and you're in it all the time, you just lose sight of the things that are going on around it and and, and other things that are happening. So part of my role is to just give you time to step back and and look in and see what's happening and understand the environments and how other environments are affecting what's happening with you. Yes. Yes. So before COVID started, there, there was a gym near me that I was working, I was working with them just on their, on their presence. So they do a lot of birthday parties and they were trying to build their adult fitness program. And so as I was walking through with them <laughs> and I was like, how, how many parties a week do you do? He's like, you know, between six and eight, it was like six and eight. I was like, what's, what's the average amount of, amount of uh, kids that, that come? He's like, you know, usually around 20. I said, who's dropping these kids off? He's like their parents. I said, "Bingo!" <laughs> I was like, "The toughest part in the gym is to get people to walk through the door." Yeah. I was like, you have people coming through the door, <laughs> you know. I said, "So now you got to find some way to capitalize." You know, while the kids are in doing the birthday party, someone should be out front doing some type of challenges with the parents. Because in my old gym, I used to do birthday parties there as well, and I would bring the parents in to do dodgeball or, you know, like uh, parents against the kids, but to just get them engaging in the gym. Then they start looking around and, you know, I might get two, anywhere from two to two to six new clients per birthday party. And then yep. I 
then I started doing kids kids classes too. And from the birthday parties, I filled the kids classes. You know, so it's like they're already in your in your business. It's right <laughs> here. So just just to illustrate what you just said, so, sometimes yeah. you're right in the midst of the fire, but you can't see the flames. And sometimes we don't we don't see or we don't hear the opportunity that's given to us. You know, uh, it's been able to understand what people are saying when they either don't say anything or when they say something but mean something else you know and some people just don't pick up on that sometimes and we miss opportunities because of that because we're so busy and we're so flustered doing what we think we should be doing and we have our we have our habits of the way that we work and the things that we do and we just keep doing the same things and and so we just miss opportunities and and sometimes you know, I think that's where it helps to be able to be in more control and to have more confidence in yourself. You pick up on things more. You listen better to what people are actually telling you. And, and then, you know, you pick up on those opportunities that are there. Yeah. So I'll use a, a sports analogy. I always say, like, if, if you're constantly playing defense, then you're never playing offense. And if you're never playing offense, you'll never see the opportunities to score. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, like you, you just won't. And I found as a restaurant manager, like I, I'd be going in and it's like, all right, who called out today? What are we out of today? It's like, you, you just come in with that mindset that I'm going to be putting out fires all day today. You know, instead of coming in with a positive attitude, being positive to the service staff and, and the bar staff, yeah. they're, they're the ones driving the sales. But yeah. it's like, what are we out of today? What's broken today? Oh, the big boss is coming down. Awesome. You know, it, it's just, it just kind of takes you down. And, and and I find now that I'm working with people and helping them, it's like, wow, it's like, it happens a lot more than I thought. I thought it was just me in that, <clears throat> in that particular industry. But mm -hmm. it's, it's everywhere. Even in the gyms, you know, you'll walk in, it's like, oh, I'm having a hard time get, getting new clients. I'm like, you're, you're in a shopping plaza. You have windows and there's <laughs> nothing on your windows. <laughs> it's like nothing. It's like, yeah. you know, it's like, do you know, do you know the owner of that business? Do you know the owner of that business? It's, it's like, you got to, all your clients are here. You know, it's like, you're just not doing anything to bring them into your, to your business. Yeah. So what, what would you say is the number one thing you help people with? Um, it, it's self-belief and confidence is, is the big thing, you know, mm -hmm. um, and it, it's time management. So it, it's been able to make sure that you run the business and the business doesn't run you. Um, and, and they all go together. You know, they're all interlinked in how they work and what we do. And, and so the more confident you are in yourself, the more self-belief you have, the more things you'll try. Um, so, you know, it's getting outside your comfort zone. Try something new every day. Um, Einstein's piece on insanity if you do the same thing and again and again but expect different results it's never going to happen you if you want different results you've got to do something different so it's about being able to to learn how to change and, and learn how to adapt all the time and i think that's you know one of the the important things that we try to to put through to people uh, and then it's just teaching them how to do that and, and it's just small steps you know it's uh, you know, time management is you know have making lists do it, having a to-do list, <clears throat> going through it one by one, ticking them off when it's done, <clears throat> you know, working on the next thing, uh, having a plan, having a goal, know where you want to go. Um, and that's one of the most important things. I mean, we, we talked about mindset at the start and, you, you know, we say a lot of people think mindset's a fluffy thing in business. It's got no real place in business. It's one of those things. Mm -hmm. But 
but the psychology if you understand the psychology of the brain a little bit and how things work yeah. it makes sense you know it makes real sense that if we don't know what achievement what achievement looks like if we don't know what success looks like how are we ever going to get there you know all we do is we just drift and we we, we weave our way around um and a lot of people quote some great business books in the world um I tend to use Alice in Wonderland quite a lot, um, Lewis Carroll. But when she meets the Cheshire Cat for the first time, the, the Cheshire Cat is sat on the top of the crossroads sign. And she's got three ways to go in front of her. And she says to him, which way should I go? And he goes, well, where do you want to go? And she goes, well, I don't know. And he says, well, it doesn't really matter then, does it? And that's strategic planning in one, one little sentence there. You know, if, if you don't know where you want to go, it doesn't matter which way you go because you'll just drift and so many people just drift through life um, telling themselves it's okay you know they've got a job married they've got a car they go on holiday once a year everything's okay but deep down they're not doing the job they love they're not really enjoying i've got a passion for the things they're doing yes. and that eats away at them inside so if we've got a clear goal of where we want to be and we know what our future we know what it looks like we can help our brain to get there you know we can motivate our brain and we'll do the actions we need to get there and that's that's a big thing because too many people just drift uh, and don't set the goals and don't you know don't have that clear vision um so that the vision mission and values things which is the cement of any business it gets forgotten too much you know people either do it as a as a tick box exercise and then put it on the shelf and never use it again or they just think it's, it's wishy-washy faffy stuff that we don't need to do in business and it isn't it's the heart of what you do you know and you have to have that clear vision and you have to know you know you have to have your values and your rules for how you're going to get there there it is you just hit the nail on the head i was sitting here patiently waiting for you to say it <laughs> right right because when you were talking about success and passion and those like success has to become from your values like that's what i find because people want to, they want to live up to their parents' expectations or to their spouse's expectations or to society's expectations. It's like, you got to live up to your expectations. Like, like you said earlier, for me, I have no desire to be this eight figure earner with a thousand employees. Like that does nothing for me at all. I just want to make enough money to where I'm comfortable. I can put money away for retirement. I can put money away for the kids and I can travel. Like, that's all I need out of life. I don't need a fancy house. I don't need a fa fancy car. I drove my last car until it died. I'm going to drive my current car until it dies. You know, like that, that's just that's just how I am. You know, but I but I want to travel around. But that's that's what success means to me. I mean, yeah. if my kids have a basketball game. I will be there. If they have a dance recital. I'll be there. You know, and if I, if I have a conference I want to go to for personal development, I'm going to go to it. So yeah. like that's what success means to me. But but for other people, they look at someone like a Tony Robbins who has 80 businesses and is worth a billion dollars. Like I don't aspire to that. I mean, people that want to go ahead, but you have to hold within your values. Like yeah. what what is it that you want to do? Not anyone else. And people struggle with that. They do because they see other people and think they should be like them. You know, yes. with the, the world of social media as has scared us all because suddenly we can see everybody and everybody's having a wonderful time and a lovely life and i'm not so yeah. i must be a failure and it kicks mm. in but at the end of the day it's just about you and what you yeah. want you know you, you find if somebody wants to give up smoking or lose weight 
if they're trying to do it for somebody else, it never happens. Exactly. Yeah? I say it all the time. My mum and dad want me to lose weight. My wife wants me to stop smoking. It never happens until the day that you want to do it. So, you know, I, I remember somebody telling me that they, they were trying to go up smoking for about five years and they didn't really want to because they enjoyed smoking. But yeah. one day he was sat there in the house on his own watching television and suddenly he heard himself wheezing. Mm. And that was it. Never smoked a cigarette again. Wow. Just like that. Because yeah. it hit him. It hit him and it meant something to him. And if it doesn't mean something to you, it's not going to happen. Exactly. So, See what you just said about the losing weight. I did a consultation just yesterday, and he says the top reason why, because he said he wants to lose 30, 30 to 40 pounds. I was like, why? Mm -hmm. That's because I want my girlfriend to stop telling me to lose weight. <laughs> you know, and, and I told him, I was like, well, you can't do it for her, so you have to do it for you. The you easiest know? thing to do there is change your girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but in all seriousness, it's like too many. It's, it's, it, I see it every single day. I see it every single day. In the gyms, you know, people are, people are there because somebody else made a comment about them. Yeah. You know, I was like, look in the mirror and comment on yourself. What do you like about, about yourself? What do you not like about about yourself? And what can you actually change? Because there are some things we just can't change. Yep. You know, so like people have to understand with fitness, you know, there's different body types. So like not everyone can be an hourglass, have an hourglass shape. And you know, not everyone, like my body is not built for like huge buff muscles. You know, it's like I'm um, toned, but I would I'll never have 24 inch pythons. It just won't happen. You know, and and I accept that. You know, so and then there's another guy in my gym. Like he's short, he's shorter, and and he's wider. Like he's built for all that power lifting, and like he squats like 600 pounds. He deadlifts like 600 pounds. Like my my body would shred trying to do that. So I don't I don't aspire to do any of that. I'm built for jumping and speed. <laughs> you know, and so, so people have to just figure out what is my superpower? You know, like what mark am I going to leave on the world? And more importantly, what am I going to leave behind? Yeah. And it's, you know, I talk to people about brand. Um, and for me, your brand is what other people say to you about, about you behind your back. Yes. You know, that, that's what I say to people. So, so what do you want your brand to be? What do you want people to say about you when you're not in the room? Yeah. um that's what we're aspiring to that's you know that's what we want to be um and that's what's going to make us happy at the end of the day so so yeah you know it is it's about it's whatever you want to do i don't care what it is you want to do i don't care what business you're in or anything because you know what i do is people skills and the psychology so i can work with anybody in any type of business because it's it's going back to the basics of all business and life you know what i do you can take home to your friends and family to the kids whatever you know it's usable and transferable everywhere and that's why it's so important that we that we look at that and we do that and we just you know we get rid of the the imposter syndrome and things that go on in business and oh so and so's got five thousand followers on facebook and twenty thousand followers on instagram i must be a failure that means nothing it means nothing to your business uh, so let's get down and concentrate on you get you happy get you confident and get you where you want to be Say, and you said it earlier as well about understanding the personality types. Mm -hmm. you know? So like there's, I mean, I know there's more, there's more than four, but there's your four main ones. And again, and so, so the, the people that watch the show on a regular, I know I bring this up a lot, but it's important, you know, so it's, it's understanding you got your, your leaders, your supporters, your thinkers, and your feelers. And understanding how each one ticks 
you know, like I can take just today because I, I had several consultations today as well. And one woman was a definite feeler. Like you could just tell. So I, ha- I had to come at her a little more gentle, you know, appealing to her, to her, to her emotional side and to her, her emotional and spiritual needs versus just the guy who I had earlier, who was like a former football player. And you could tell he was just roaring and ready to go. You know, so, so like those are two completely separate conversations, and then yeah. you have, and then you have the one that comes in with the clipboard with notes pre-written down already, and it's like, you know, th- I know I'm going to have to explain every inch of this process before they make a decision. You know, so so well, like understanding those types is key. Let me put that into business sense for you then. So if yeah. we think about sales process, yeah. if you go to university and stuff, they'll tell you the sales funnel is 100 people in to get one sale out at the bottom. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a basic way of doing it. Yeah. So if there's four personality types, only one in four people think and work the same way as you. Yeah. So if you only work in your personality type, that means you're only getting one in every 400 people that go into your funnel. That's hard work. That's uh, yes. really, really hard work. But if you can adapt your style and identify the other three types of people and you can adapt to them, then you're bringing the odds down. And that's massive. That's a yeah. massive thing for your business. So the importance of being able to understand people and the psychology of how to change your approach to them and a bit of an understanding on the body language and the simple things that we all need to do make a big difference when it comes to making a sale yeah and like you said make it all about them so do everything you just said and then just make it about them like i had i had 10 consultations and i closed eight you yeah. know what i mean so i got a got an 80 percent yeah. rate and and that's not because i'm some master sales closer i just understand how to how to up because i can tell the second they walk in the door which type i'm dealing with yeah you know and then <laughs> i just i just speak the language that they need that to, to hear it in order to receive the message. Because like I said, that person who's a feeler, I can't come at them like someone who's a who's a supporter. Like that that's just too they just view the world from two completely different lenses. You know, and so coming at them in their language, then you you get to close the gap between that no like and trust factor. And then they'll be more apt to do business with you. I like to call it the doctor of sales approach. Mm. So you know if you think if you go into the doctors um, you don't say, oh, I've got a bit of a, a sore throat and don't worry about it. Take two of these and I'll see you again in a fortnight. And he shoves you out the door. <laughs> you feel, you'd feel awful. You'd feel terrible. Yeah. But that's what most salespeople do. Oh, this is my product. You're going to love it. It's fantastic. It'll work in your business. And we push like that. Mm. But a doctor listens to you. You tell him all the information and then he gives you a prescription. Yeah. And that's, that's the best sales approach for me is we listen. We take in all the information and then we give them the prescription which is our product. And we tell them how it's going to cure them. You tell them what it's going to do for them. Yeah. Yeah. And then we've got that relationship. We've got the doctor person relationship. We've built up the trust and the confidence and, and you know, they'll take it because they've got trust and confidence in you. If you just chuck something at them, Oh, don't know about that. I'm not sure about that yet. You know, and all, (laughs) all that kicks in. So it's very simple, easy stuff. But it gets forgotten, you know, it gets forgotten in the midst of a busy business and different things that are going on and all the other pressures that we're all under sometimes. Yeah, like the way I explained it to my daughter yesterday, I said, you know, said we're, we're not selling people here. I said, we're offering a solution. I yeah. said, we're sitting down, we're finding out why they're here, what they want to accomplish, why it's important to them, how invested they are in doing this now, how committed they are 
to the process and then we offer the process <laughs> it's yeah. like it's like this is what i do this is this is how much it costs are you ready to go yeah. it's so, like, yeah. you know well, my hook is i give people friday off i help people have friday off okay. um, i like that that that's my thing i like having my fridays off i work a four-day week um because that's how i've managed my business so if you want i can give you that it might be that you want a new pair of shoes or the new car but i can give you the new car i can i can help i give you the kids holiday yeah. to florida or whatever it is you know it's that because people want to they want to build that visual picture in their head of what it is they want and that's what gets them excited it's again what's in it for me yes we've always got to be giving them something getting them excited exciting their brain engaging them it, and that's you know where your stories and stuff it's fantastic yeah. we're hotwired to learn from stories you know that's where yeah. we get our morals and things from from the fairy stories and everything that were told as kids so <laughs> yeah. our brains are wired to, to understand and remember stories so the more that we can talk in stories to people the more they'll remember it and the more it, they would they understand it and so you know again that helps in the process so yeah See, for the people listening, hear what he just said? Uh, power's in your story. That's why it says that up above us. The power is in your story. Absolutely. That's, that's, not, something, that's not something I just made up. <laughs> you know, there's so much power, power in it. And it, It's psychology. It's pure psychology and emotional intelligence right there. That's yes. what's working. That's what's working. So, yeah. Exactly. And, uh, emotional intelligence. I've actually done several several episodes on that topic. And and that's, that's huge, especially in business. Like, I would find, especially as a restaurant manager, because you know, restaurants are brutal. It's a brutal industry. You know, it really is it's a brutal industry. Like you definitely have to have some thick skin to, to have people coming at you all four sides like that. But what it but what it teaches you is it teaches you to control that. You know, because like in my mid twenties, I, I was a little feisty. You know, not gonna lie, I was a little feisty, <laughs> and and I had to learn to reel it in. You know, so so like now I have the same triggers. But uh, I have I have the emotional control to not to not let it boil over, you know. It's okay. Step back, breathe, and now let's let's fix the problem. Whereas back back in the day, I would have blown up about it, and then you end up making it end up making it worse. You know, we get a comment here. Love presenting ideas and stories and use analogies that connect them to common human experiences. Yeah. Yeah, and and I love that the common human experiences because we all have them. One of the worst things that I hear people say is, "Oh, I don't have any story. Nobody, nobody wants to hear, hear my story." I'm like, "There's people out there that need to hear your story just the way you can tell it." You know, I, I think that's one of the most powerful things pe people can yeah. learn. <clears throat> I think because there's so many big business coaches and Tony Robbins and stuff around the world yeah. now that we see all the time, everyone thinks they've got to have. You know, they've got to have been to war and <clears throat> been to the moon or something before they can become a coach and a speaker. Yeah. And you don't. I'm, as I said, I'm a shy little normal guy who just does what he does because I've got a passion for doing it. Yeah. I've got a story. It, it's not the most interesting story in the world, but people can connect with it and people can connect with me. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, you don't have to be, you know, you don't have to have the gift of the gab to sell. You know, yeah. to say that you're a natural born salesperson rubbish no mum and dad looked at their little baby and said oh isn't he going to be a cute little salesperson <clears throat> it doesn't <laughs> work like that sales people good sales people are just naturally good at emotional intelligence and picking up on people and yes. picking up on the things but you can learn that as well 
yeah and you don't have to be the big loud person on stage all the time you don't have to be that you can be yourself exactly. and you can still come across powerfully to people and they yeah. will still connect with you because people resonate with you you know and they can see when you're putting it on and when it goes the other way and they push too far yeah and so you know people I don't want people to be afraid of getting up and, and telling their story and stuff because as you say everybody's got a fantastic story in there everybody's got their why of why they do what they do and it'll connect it really will yeah and i think people i think too people have to understand there's 7.7 .7 billion people in the world 7.7 .7 billion right so you're, you're out there in the in the uk have you heard of dwayne the rock johnson yes i have yep Right, so he's got about 280 million followers on Twitter. 280 million. So if you divide 280 million into 7.7 .7 billion, there's like that many people in the world that know who he is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he is a mega superstar, <laughs> you know? And so where that's relevant is people think that, that they have to have this thing that's gonna go global. Like Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi, they, they just did a three-day challenge that it was like the biggest online challenge in history. It was, I don't remember the amount of people, but again, it was like 0.00083% of the population, <laughs> you know? So it's like, you don't, you don't need gigantic numbers to be a success. You know, you don't. If you're watching this, this right now, if you're watching this podcast now, you are within the top 10% richest people in the world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's frightening, but it's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if we're all sitting here running our own business, say if you've got keys in your pocket and change in your pocket or in your house somewhere and you've got a roof over your head, that puts you in one of the most, you know, richest people in the world. And we need to remember that sometimes and just, yes. you know, get a bit of focus on what's going on, don't we? Yeah. So do you find that that people just complicate things? Because one of the biggest things I, I teach people is like simplify, simplify. It's like, like, I asked some, someone like, so why do you why do you do what you do? And he just went off on this tangent, and and I stopped him. I said, I still don't know what you do. <laughs> Everything you just said, I don't know what you do. It's like if 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 a, a, a woman was to approach me and say, hey, what, you know, what type of training do you guys do at RBF Fitness? And I'd say I help busy moms lose two to three dress sizes in about ninety days, so so they can feel confident again. In that one sentence, you know, what I do, who I work with, how long it's going to take, and what the end result is. And it's yeah. like, this guy went off on a five-minute soliloquy, and I was like, <laughs> I still don't know, don't know what your business is. Well, again, people don't really care what I do. They just want to know what it's going to do to them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, quite often if someone, if I meet somebody at an event or a network or whatever – it's I help, I, help, I help people have Fridays off. I help people buy the new shoes they want at the end of the month. It's mm -hmm. stuff like that. You know, I'm a, I'm a business coach and trainer. <laughs> no one's interested. <laughs> that's, that's by the by. It, that's just the tool I use, yeah. you know, to get you to where you want to be. So, and, and so, and I, you know, and I think that's it. We get hooked up that we have to do business in a business way and we have to talk to people in it we're using all the big words and the buzzwords and things that we can use and do you know what it doesn't connect with people it doesn't it doesn't look good it doesn't help people to understand so why do it you know yeah. yourself you know as i said i work a lot with small businesses and sole traders so the most important thing in the business is you you know you're at the heart of it you are the business so sell yourself you know just be confident in what you do 
sell your story, sell your why, you know, because that's what people want. They want to be able to connect and to get to know you and trust you. Um, and that turns people into loyal customers. So, you know, we don't want just a customer because they might go somewhere else next time or they might always look around before they go somewhere else. And they're hard work. That's that's no good. You know, I want I want my ideal client who is the person who spends lots of money for the least amount of work that I have to do. Let's be honest. That's yeah. true. <laughs> so I have to make him brand loyal to me. I have to make sure that he doesn't want to look anywhere else because he loves me and he loves what I do. Yep. So I have to make him the center of my universe. And he has to feel that he's the center of my, uni uh, you know, that it's the center of the universe. And everything I do is for him. Yes. Even if I do that same thing for him to another 20 people, it doesn't matter. He's getting the service you want. Like when you're in the restaurant, you have to make them the most important person there. And if they feel that, they'll come back and they'll bring other people to see it, that they're the most important person in the world and how fantastic it is. And they do the job for you then. Yeah, it's true. So remember I had mentioned my, my old gym. So in tail end of 2017, we had to, uh, we had to clo close up and switch locations. And so I had, I had a private Facebook group and I asked everyone, said, so write your favorite memories of being in this building and about... 80% of the responses were, I greet everyone with a hug on the way in. And <laughs> almost every single one had Rob's hugs, Rob's hugs, Rob's hugs, Rob's hugs. <laughs> it's like, wow, out of everything. But they're, they're like, yeah, it's like you walk in, it's like you get that big bear hug. So like, it's just, just a great feeling. Like I'm coming into a family, you know? And I was like, wow, out of everything, that's, that's what stood out. It's like, all right. <laughs> well, if you think of basic body language and the things that we do, you know, when we meet somebody, we smile, we make eye contact, and we, we shake hands. Yeah. You know, and we do that for a reason. That goes back to fight or flight. So yeah. we're making eye contact and we're smiling so we don't show our canines to show that we're not going to attack them or bite them. Mm. And, and that handshake came from showing that you don't have any um, daggers or anything up your arm and, and you, you didn't have anything on you. Yeah. So by doing a bear hug, you're actually invading someone's personal space but doing it in a, a nice way. So, you know, the instant thing is, oh, but then it's, a, oh, it's a nice. So yeah. it's, it's quite, it, it sends the endorphins and everything to the brain in such a way that it becomes a real big thing. Yeah. So, yeah, they're going to remember that and they're going to, you, you know, they get that. And as the friendship builds with you and that trust builds with you, that's the connection to it. So, yeah. All right. All right, so how, how can people people get in touch with you? What are the benefits to working with you? Whatever else you want to share. This is your time to sell yourself. Well, as I said, I, I'm the, the go-to business coach for sole traders and small businesses. Um, so I do one-to-one -one coaching. We do group coaching, um, networking groups online, and I do training as well. So I do sales training, business network training, body language, um, and we do a lot on the emotional intelligence side of things. So it's the people skills, communication skills that I can really help and work with you on. So it doesn't matter what business you're in. It doesn't matter what industry you're in, what your expertise is. I don't need to be an expert in what you do. I'm the expert in the people. Okay. Yes. And... You might think that's not going to help in my business because it's so specific, but it doesn't matter because there are so many brilliant products out there that could have changed the world, which are now in a rubbish bin because yeah. the person who invented it couldn't sell it. Yep. 
Okay, right. so I'm going to be the person who can help you get your product to market. I'm going to be the person that can help you get control of your business and not have it control you. So if you're looking to get a bit more time back to do the things that you want, but still be earning the same or more money, then I can help you with that. And I'm going to help you with that by putting systems in place to do it, by helping you with your time management. We're going to get rid of the bad habits and the things that you just do for the sake of doing. And we're going to look at your confidence and self-belief. We're going to understand your why and we're going to understand where it is you want to be in business. And I will take you on that journey and I'll hold your hand the whole way through it. Um, I work on lots of different levels with lots of different people. So go and have a look at the website. Um, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Twitter. Um, ask Andy Guile. You'll soon come across me. Uh, and I'm happy to have, you know, a consultation chat with anybody. So if anyone's interested in knowing more, just give me a call. Give me a shout uh, and I'll book you in. We can have a, a Zoom call and find out more about you and see what the fit's like from there. Love it. And assume, assuming you, you work worldwide? I do, yes. Um, it helps if you can speak English. That's always a good a good one for me, I'm afraid. But uh, yes, I'll, I work worldwide with people. Um, again, you know, that the people, the psychology side is the same the world over, really. So the basics are always going to be the same. Okay. Um, and it's always fantastic for me to, you know, for my knowledge to grow from other people and to see the different ways that people are working as well. You know, that's fantastic for me as well. So... Yeah, yeah, you, you nailed it there. So since I've, I've started this show last year, we've been heard in 30 different countries. And I've heard uh, I've had guests from six different continents. And you're right. It's all the same. People just want to be happy. People want to break free from their parents expectations. You know, people want to they want success. They want to be happy. You know, they want to leave leave stuff behind for their kids to do. And it, it do doesn't matter if the person was from Thailand, uh, India, uh israel you know like from all all over like li literally all over japan south america you know what, it's the same do you know what we want we all want to hug we all yeah. want to be loved <laughs> yes <laughs> it's so true yeah. we yeah. all want someone to say everything's going to be all right you're doing fantastic yes yeah. yeah i agree i agree this is awesome all right so give us a final word oh final word well well, final thoughts. Go out there and believe in yourself. If you if you don't believe in yourself, nobody's going to believe in your products and the things that you do. Um, make sure that you know where you want to go. So have some clear goals. Um, and, you know, if it's a holiday, if it's a car, if it's a new house or whatever, get a picture of it and stick it on your desk so you can see it every day. And you know what you, you, you're working towards. Keep that clear. Be in control of your business. Sleep naked? Like, what is, <laughs> what's the deal? I, I don't, I'll wear something to bed. Like, you know, what's going to happen? Yeah. I, I had no idea. So I had to look around and figure out where I was going to sleep. And I saw this piece of plywood. And then there were two sort of Haitian workhorses, you know, whatever. So I put the plywood over because I wanted to be protected in case it rained. Mm -hmm. And we did bring an air mattress with us. And so the air mattress kept air for about an hour a night oh, no. and it was loud 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 the dogs barking and the horns honking and it was really loud and 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 i feared snakes or tarantulas or yeah. something would crawl on me in the night right yeah. and so i kind of was sleeping on high alert like that i wouldn't jump 
if I felt something. And, and so uh, then things, so the noise would quiet down a bit, but then the voodoo drums would start, start in the distance. And then finally the voodoo drums would stop. And then I'd get some sleep in the early, early morning. And so the first night, fine, you know, I just prayed, please, nothing, nothing crawl on me. Second night, I woke up because there was something on my leg. And I went, oh my word, you've got to be kidding me. What can this possibly be? And I slowly lifted my head and opened my eyes to see what it was. Mm -hmm. And it was a chicken. Oh. It was a dang chicken on my leg. <laughs> I and, didn't think that's where you were going. <laughs> and I was so mad that this chicken woke me up because I was getting no sleep. But then I was so relieved that it wasn't your snake yes. <laughs> or a tarantula or something worse. Yeah. And uh, and so anyway, so I was a little bitter, you know, that that this is how I was being treated. I was bitter, more bitter at the moment that the eight American men slept inside and they didn't even draw straws for the Haitian guys. They just figured the Haitian guys would sleep outside. Yeah. And there was this um, like this uh, covering that they were able to sleep under and they had cots. But I was like, geez, you know, why, why, why are you making that assumption? That bothered me. But it, but it also bothered me. I just thought, gosh, I hope my sons wouldn't behave this way, right? Mm. To make a woman sleep outside. Like there wasn't, you know, I mean, we could have fit all the beds in the rooms. But anyway. Yeah, cause that was my first thought. Like, I I wouldn't have let you, uh, I don't want to say let you, but, you know, like I would have volunteered to sleep outside. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. But But not one of them did. You know, they all just kind of went with the leader. So at first, for a while, I was like, this is wrong. Like, how did your mamas raise you? Like, this, <laughs> this just isn't right. And, but then I was working on Love Doesn't Keep Record of Wrongs. And I realized that I could be bitter about that. But here these guys are coming over there. They did end up getting involved in this water project. They did end up helping so many people with clean water which is a huge issue around the world, huge issue in Haiti. It saves lives, clean water saves lives. They had the right intentions. They had great hearts. They were wonderful men, great guys. And, and you know, this was a choice that they made. But then I realized that, that I don't keep a record of wrongs because love doesn't. Mm -hmm. But I'm not gonna ever forget that story but the narrative changes, the mood of it changes. Now to me, it's just this funny thing that happened to me. Yeah. I can sleep anywhere in the world and be comfortable. Like <laughs> it's all good. You know, I, I don't mind sharing the story because, because I think it's funny, you know, looking back at it. And so I'm not bitter, you know, that that's love that doesn't keep a record of wrongs that they did nothing wrong in my eyes. You know, yeah. that, that's not the story. That's not the story in my head anymore. It was, but it's not anymore because love doesn't do that. Love that. All right. So we're, we're at time, but, but I still have another, another question for you. So I had a guest on the show a while ago. She, she does missions trips down in Africa and she was, she's painted a similar story as you, you, a, a similar picture as you did for, for Haiti with with the poverty you know like the lack of clean water lack of resources but she said that that the people living there were just so full of love and joy you know and so when you were saying about everything with haiti but they're the most resilient people so like what was it like observing that it it was humbling it was so humbling 
because here I have everything. I mean, we have everything, right? I mean, I've got a car, I've got a place to live. I've got, shoot, I'm throwing rotten tomatoes away from yeah. my refrigerator, you know? <laughs> and, and, and the average Haitian eats three times a week. Wow. And yeah, it lives on less than a dollar a day. I mean, you know, it's unimaginable for us, right? Like, you know, I've got probably $20 in my couch, you know, if I <laughs> emptied it out. And, and here they are. But uh, so to see that money doesn't bring you joy, things don't bring you joy, things don't increase your relationship, money doesn't make you a better person, none of that stuff matters. You know, again, it kind of goes back to the choices you make in life. And to see that kind of resilience when, you know, we're crying over a, a toe that we've stubbed or, or shoot, we're out of commission for a while because we sprained our ankle. Or Oh my God, my phone broke. I'm not going to have a phone for like three days, like FML. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And we're unfriending people on Facebook because we have a computer yes. and we have internet so we can have Facebook. You know, the silly things, right? The silly things that upset us don't upset people that that have things in the right perspective and realize what life's really about. Yeah. And when so you're living in conditions where life is t that tough, that hard, man, you better have good perspective. Yes. You better have your stuff together. And, and they do. You know, I think, I think the biggest issue with social media, and I get it because this is being broadcast on multiple so social media platforms. So, so it's like, I get it. But it's like people let other people's situations enrage them. You know, it's like that's where your own joy gets sucked out out of something that somebody else posts. You know, so right. on, on my laptop and on my desktop here, there's, there's an app called Newsfeed Eradicator. And so what that does, so when I log on, because with my fitness clients and stuff and with my, my speak, like I have multiple groups that, that I manage. So when I log on, it takes away the newsfeed, you know, so like I don't, I don't get caught up reading other people's stuff, you know, and, and I know like we're, si we're sidetracking here, but in speaking about, about joy, like you have to safeguard yours, you know, like that's what we're, but we, we let other people influence our mood and it's one of those things like that that saying that saying i always hear like uh like my attitude depends on yours I'm like that's that's i i hate that quote it's so stupid because like so basically what you're saying is everybody around you has power over your emotions right right that <laughs> makes no sense and i'll tell you the the biggest thing i learned about love is that love is complete and total freedom Yes. When you love the way you're supposed to love, you are free to just be yourself. You are free to let other people be themselves. You are free to be happy for people for what they have, be happy for what they accomplish. You're, you're just free to just love. And so you're not looking at Facebook and going, oh, geez, they got a new car. Oh, my word, they're moving to a bigger house. You know, you're not, oh, my gosh, they're bragging about their kids again. You know, whatever it is. Yeah. No, you're you're free to just go good for them. I'm happy for them. They're living their life and you let them live their life. You're just free to do that when you when you really love the way you're supposed to love. Yeah, and that's where like you remember life 
like when we grew up, but before the computers and before, you know, when had the big old phone up on the wall and, and all that, so with, the, with, the, with the rotary dial and all that. But back then, you weren't so easily accessible. You know, like you weren't in, everybody wasn't in your business. You weren't in everybody else's business. Like you were actually free to just be you. So now when you're just you and being on a platform like this, you know, it's like we're talking about inspirational stuff on this show, but I do another show where I talk about controversial stuff and then just, like, just how nasty people get over differing of opinions. You know, it's like, why? It's like, what, what is in your heart that you have to be so nasty just because we have opposing views, you know? Like, right. if, like if your ideal vacation is going to the beach and mine is climbing a mountain, you know, we have two different de definitions. We can still be cool. Right. Well, <laughs> that's that's it. It's not, it's not bad. It's just different. Yes. Right. But, <laughs> exactly. but we're so polarized. We're so, but be, because we put titles on people. Yeah, you know, you're Robert and I'm Kim. I mean, those are the only titles we need, right? Yes. Who cares our political party? And don't don't group us into certain groups. You know, yeah. none of that stuff matters. People yeah. are allowed to have whatever opinion they want, and and if you love them, let them. And if you yes. love them, you might learn a little something. You might there it is and learn something. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and and even with today's discussion, you know, both of us you know, brought up things that were hurtful to us, but you have to sometimes re revisit that and you get the teachable moments from it. It's like, like you were talking about leaving an impact. Like I can get up here and just be all self-centered and what, what was me? You know, I lost my dad and, and it's all about, about me. It's like, no, it's like, you know, you want to talk about those, those teachable moments. It's like, what did him getting sick through his passing, like, what did we learn throughout that process? You know, it's like, what other nuggets did he leave behind before his passing? You know, because one of the last things I said to him was, I'm going to pursue speaking and I'm going to start my podcast. And he was like, "Make just make sure you get it done. He's like, don't just talk about it. Make sure you get it done. Mm. You know, and then COVID came and shut everything down. <laughs> you know, so, so I had speaking gigs all lined up, you know, like paid speaking gigs and all everything got canceled. Jim got shut down, but what they couldn't shut down was this podcast. So, so I was able to start this and then I was speaking on virtual stages all over the world, right here from my office in Rhode Island. I spoke, spoke in, uh, in Thailand, in India, in Australia, Mexico, Canada, Argentina, uh, Ireland, the UK, the list, and there's more, <laughs> you know, wow. but, but wow. all, all from, from here. So it's about taking that moment and yeah, not knocking the people that lost their, their lives and their worlds were, were changed because of the pandemic, but you, you have to keep moving forward, <laughs> you know, like you got to keep moving forward. So many gyms closed down and like, and my heart bleeds for them, but it's because you gave in to what everyone else did. Everyone started doing free classes on Zoom. Mm -hmm. I kept charging for my classes because you pay for me. <laughs> well, and then there's perceived value in that, right? Yes. There is value in that, right? Yeah, you know how many people have home gyms that don't use them? Yeah. <laughs> because the accountability isn't there. Like you guys are paying for the accountability. You're still getting it. It's just a different medium, you know? You're right, exactly. It, so. I'll tell you, you know, you, you're talking about that. That's 
your dad's legacy. You know, your dad could have said to you, son, you're not a speaker. You shouldn't be doing a podcast. And then maybe you wouldn't have done it. But instead, his encouragement and and you knowing how much faith you had in your father and how much respect you had for him, for him to say to you, just make sure you do it. There's no way you are going to let him down. I mean, what you're doing now is your dad's legacy, too. Thank you. Good for you. That. That's amazing. Appreciate that. All right. Give us some final thoughts. Uh, love everybody. Love the grocery store clerk. Don't get angry and upset. You know, fig figure out what love is. If you want to get my book, you you'll learn a lot about love and, and nuggets that you can take and use that can change your life. Um, it's available. Love is, is the name of the book. But but even if you don't read my book, love each other. Just just figure out love and love each other. Be kind. Be kind and, and love and live a life of joy. Live a life of love. Yes. Love it. Perfect. There's nothing else for me to add on on onto that. that. That was great. So thank you very, very much. And I believe in full transparency. I forgot about Kim yesterday. She, she was supposed to be on yesterday and I completely forgot. I own my, I own my failures. Like I always <laughs> say on this show, you own your mistakes. So I'm owning it. I apologize publicly on the podcast, but we got her on today. Had a great conversation. Her, your, your new book comes out the 23rd? Uh, yeah, right. actually, you can get it now on Amazon. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. All right, so head to Amazon. Love Is is the name. And Cry Until You Laugh is her first book that's also out there. So show us some love. And again, thank you very much for, for joining. Robert, thank you so much. I so appreciate everything you do. And this was a blast. Thank you awesome. so much. My pleasure. All right, have a great day. You too. All right, bye. All right. So that was Kim. Thank you guys for, for joining. For those of you that stayed all the way through, props. If, you, if you're catching us halfway through, make sure you go back, watch the whole thing so you can get the full story. Because we, we shared a lot of powerful, powerful moments in this episode. And why do we do this? We do this for you. If you find yourself stuck in a rut, this is the show for you. If you need a kick in the tail, this is the show for you. Or if you just like podcasts, you just like hearing the sound of my voice. I don't know what it is. This is the show for you. So I will, I will be back. What's today? Friday. I'll be back on Tuesday. And then on December 4th, we will have our fourth all-star panel. These panels have been rocking so far. So make sure to you, you pencil that date in. Okay, December 4th at 12 p.m. That's all I got for you. Have a great day. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com. Till next time, shut up and grind.